hi everyone welcome back to another episode uh today we're doing something a little different we are bringing back the truth show and you know what that means that means that my good friend and mentor reverend annie chambers is joining us today hey reverend chambers you there hey i'm here hey everybody peace and blessings to you um on this wonderful day that the creator has given us and i'm here still in the struggle Mm-hmm. Yes. Now I've been, mm-hmm. um, you know, down there with you, Reverend. Um, you know, we've been yes. working a lot, uh, getting people food, because uh, you can't shelter in place if you don't have any food. So, you know, what are some of your, you know, maybe you could tell some folks what you're doing down there in in Douglas Homes and, and helping folks in that community and the surrounding homeless, uh, you know, get food and stuff like that. Right. Well, um, we've been struggling a lot to get food into public housing since it was we uh, a policy that they don't allow any food be distributed in public housing um but nevertheless we've been getting it and uh i found that out when one of the uh, uh deputy commissioners as she called herself cheryl harrison jackson came out and uh threatened to have me arrested did call the police, but they never came because they would say they couldn't deal with matters like that at this time. And also, um, I've been threatened with eviction because we are distributing food. But we continue to distribute the food to people. We have been getting a lot of good help and support from other people in, in other communities that is not public housing or in the poor, even some of the working class poor has come and brought food to tenants in public housing because we don't have a store that's that you know the market that we got which is uh save a lot uh the shelves were basically bare and what they had they had tripled the price mm. and also we did used to go up to the um public market but that's closed down there so people had no way the ones that could go out to get food, and then people didn't have money when, uh, uh, when they did the first, when they first did the shutdown, it was like in the middle part of the month, late part of the month, and people who get food stamps had exhausted those, and the ones that get them in the lower part of the month, the last of the month rather, could not get any food because there was none to be gotten in surrounding stores around us, and the seniors couldn't get out to get food. So it was um, you, along with Brandon, Ian, Slackman, mm-hmm. Brandon, uh, mm-hmm. myself, mm-hmm. Uh, started the push for food. Then we'd get some relief, uh, some food donated to us from the beginning, from the Maryland Food Bank mm-hmm. and the living classroom. We had to pull out because they said they got a contract with the housing authority when Cheryl got out here and performed. They could not give us food anymore. Hmm. Um, but nevertheless, um, the, uh, um, we have been still fighting, and the Franciscan Center has been right beside us, donating and giving us to, to give the tenants. Uh, other people have come forward, and, and other organizations have come forward. Um, even some of the Green Party uh, mm-hmm. for Baltimore City has come and given us um also, um, Mar- Dr. Margaret Flowers had a food drive, and, and they came and brought food in donation and given us. Um, 
there has been the Baltimore Union have come forward and given us uh, donation and food. And individuals, like I said, they were just pulling up and dropping off what they could to us. So we're still struggling and we're still asking for help. Well, can you can you talk a little bit about, I just want to, you know, give a shout out to the to the People's Power Assembly. Has been, yeah, been, the People's Power Assembly yeah. has been with us every day. They, right. you know, working, volunteering, picking up the food, doing whatever they could to help us. They and, have and been all, right beside yeah. us. And also mm-hmm. the Franciscan Center has also been giving out food, you know, helping yes. us give out food every day, which we very much appreciate. Yes. Yes. Um, I yes. want to just ask, though, you know, so, so I, you know, people understand what you're saying, uh, you know, that uh, basically the, the housing authority is a not Baltimore. A, a Baltimore city is not allowing uh, uh, food um, uh, giveaways or, you know, or donations. Home. On, on their property. property, yes. Uh, on so their property, every day yeah. we stand out here on Fed and Orleans. I mean, oh, I'm sorry, I, Orleans and Vaughn and give out food. We give out food right here on Orleans Street to the tenants of public housing in Douglas, but also the surrounding community. Whatever we're able to get and have, we give it out every day, five days a week. Right, and yesterday we, we, we did it seven, six days a week because mm-hmm. we distributed food yesterday also. But we take food seven days a week because, right. you know, I'm here and that's what I'm doing. We're act, you know, but that's what we've been doing. But the housing authority has not given us not anything and has not made any attempt to help the tenants whatsoever. Well, well let me ask you this. Do they have a reason that they gave? for not wanting food drop-offs uh, 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 on their property? Well, this is what I was told, that it makes Janice Abraham, who is the commissioner of housing, look bad. I yeah, don't I know. heard that too. Yes, you know, I heard the so same thing. So if she look bad, she should be. Because how do you be the head and, and there are people in a whole in developments all over the city that can't get food? Right. And you're not trying to do anything to relieve them. But also, let me say, the mayor hasn't sent us any at all, none at all. Mm. The mayor hasn't sent us anything. Now, I really want to talk to you a little bit about, uh, uh, you know, because a lot of people listen in from all over the state and all over the country. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when the coronavirus first started, I remember you saying, you know, that you thought a whole lot of homeless people and poor people were going to starve and die. Is that still yes. what you think? Is that still the way you see this if going? We don't. That's that's why I. That's why we are doing what we're doing. That's why I'm doing what I'm. Is because if we don't fight back, we that's that's like saying let us die. There was no food. How, when you starved to death, that there, there was uh, you know nothing that we could do that nobody did to help us. So we we what was we supposed to do? Right. We would die. The homeless, Conference I am so afraid for the homeless now. The mayor has did nothing. He was supposed to at least get 300 rooms to put over 3,000, 5,000, or maybe more. I forgot to count Bonnie gave me, or right. homeless people in this city, but he haven't even did that. He haven't, they are playing politics with even that little bit of a pittance. So people will die. We will see people. People, we will see homeless people dropping in the street because 
Well, how do you wash your hands and get water? You can't get sanitized. They come up with rules and do nothing to even, info, you know, to make them possible. Wear a mask. You don't have a mask. You can't go to the hospital and say, give me a mask. You can't go anywhere and say, can you help me and give me a mask? No, there's, you know, there are individuals, organizations, and people that's making them and giving them to the people that they can find. But if you're homeless, you stay out of sight, out of mind right now because you're solely under attack. That's if right. If you're you, you know, you're under attack. You're under attack. Uh, people who can't get food and stuff, people going to, you know, if, if who's going to starve to death? You know, you, who's going to starve to death? But yet and still, there seems to be food that is not distributed to the poor and the homeless. And so, you know, and then the seniors, that all of this is very, very important. Here in Douglas, we got over 4,000 families with children. They're not counting everybody, but, I mean, you know, we got, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, 400 families with children. And, and so you're saying these people can't even get a, 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 a cotton of milk or bowl of cereal or nothing for their children. The, then when we kept fighting, they now sent a truck that comes four days a week or three days whenever I guess they feel like it at four o'clock in the evening with the jailhouse, the lunches that they, those little lunches that they're giving people is what they serving to the prisoner. Now, and if you... they run out, if they run out, then, you know, so be it. You just didn't get any. Well, I was going to ask you, Reverend, because can you explain this to folks? Because, um, you know, what, what, what happened was, uh, you know, once the, the housing authority felt threatened, and tried to shut your food giveaway down. Then, uh, you know, they suddenly, and they weren't going to do this before. The official documents from the city said that only half of the housing authority communities were going to uh, uh, were going to get food drop offs. Now they've done it all. Food housing authority, I think, because you kind of embarrassed them. But the food yeah, they're giving yeah. away is coming from what did you call it? Prison food. It is it is jailhouse food. Hmm. Jailhouse food. Ask me how I know. How do you know? Because I've been in jail, number one. <laughs> number two, I've been a prisoner in jail. Num and, and, and and the second thing is I go visit the prisons all the time. Okay? And that's what they give the prisoners that's in jail. Until you get in, in now you get in some of the uh facilities, larger facilities, then they do have, they have kids and stuff where they do cook and give you, you know, some food. But these, this, this stuff that they bring out on that truck is what they give you at Central Booking. Really should name it Central Booking mm. because this is what they give you. They throw a little bologna sandwich with some cheese that two days or three days, you don't know what, oh, and a bottle of water at you and that's it. That's central booking food. Wow. We've been calling the jailhouse food, you know. So that's what they've been bringing out. And are they giving out? I mean, so I know what we're giving out, as I'm with you down there, you know, we're giving out um, vegetables, we're giving out uh, 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 bag lunches, mm -hmm. we're giving out mm -hmm. milk, we're giving out dry goods, pretty much everything you could need Cane at the supermarket. Goods, juice, yeah. Cane good juice, water, milk, eggs. Uh, um, chicken, um, yeah. So, so what? So, 
is the is the are the official drop offs for the kids and for the housing authority folks, the ones that the city does. Uh, are they giving out anything? Anything? What are they giving out? Are they giving out full boxes of pantry they, goods? They, or? They, some days it's peanut butter and jelly. Some days it's bologna. One slice of bologna and a slice of cheese on some bread. Little packs of mayonnaise. Um, and a bottle of water. Um, they give you those uh energy bars. Mission of I call them that. Uh, breakfast bars or something like that. Wow. They don't have food in it or nothing like that. So your food giveaway is one of the only ways that folks can get uh, That's pan- right. bread, you know, groceries. They get bread, milk, egg, butter, cheese, everything that we can get. Mm. Cereals, um, chicken, fish, whatever we can get to get to people. Tuna, canned chicken, canned meat, uh, peanut butter, jelly. All these things is what we give away. Uh, uh, not sandwiches. We get a whole complete total meal, and we try to give people something, you know, that every day. Uh, You know, I also want to ask you about, um, you know, do you you hear reports from other parts of the city or other parts of the state or even country? Uh, Are things going the same way in poor communities throughout the, throughout the, throughout the country? What, What do you think? Well, Things are going, you know, there's some cities better than others, okay? Mm-hmm. There's some places better than others, and, and, and there are some people that care, and then there are some people that doesn't care, you know, depend on who's in charge and what they're doing. Um, you know, like I said, uh, even in this in this state, there are different uh, um, parts of this state is much better. People are poor. People are firing much better than the people in Baltimore City. You know, right? Um, and 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 as I just got a call from some people in the county that says we don't have cars, so how do we get the food? We got to walk up, and the cars pushing us out to trying to push us out the way. Mm-hmm. Well, I said you got to be progressive and stand your ground. Be progressive enough to stand your ground, and because. Everybody doesn't have a car where you can open the trunk and throw some food in there. You can't do that. Out Patterson Park, they had the poor people standing in line, and the line was like six blocks long. That's how bad it is in the city. They had, they were giving out food. The food bank decided to give out some, and the line was six blocks long. But, you know, our thing is that we down here fighting. What about my seniors? People down here in Douglas don't, we don't have a whole lot of cars. It tends to, in spite of the lies that are told on people in public housing, a lot of people are in public housing because this is the only way they can survive. This is all they can afford. So they don't have cars, and, and, and we don't have a food distribution anywhere near us. And, and, and I must say that there has been one drop from the hands of hope that came by and dropped off some to the people. That's for, you know, that was one day. But we live more than one day. We're talking about surviving. And and public housing has done nothing but send us out notices that we must pay our rent unless we have just can show them just costs why we can't pay rent on you know, um they you know, those are the we have not gotten anything from public housing talking about any kind of relief, helping poor 
people in public housing. Wait a minute. I want. I, I did not know that. So public the, the the public housing managers are sending out notices saying that you public must pay your rent. Public, listen, this comes from 470 to say you must pay your rent. If you have a hardship, then you must go to your manager. You got to do it on a one by one case because you know that it was, you know, already said that that, you know, that landlords were given rent relief for this month. Well, I'm sorry, public housing let us know when you get your little check, you're going to pay your rent or you will be evicted. Wow. Yeah. So they're, that's what they're saying. That's all they was concerned about, making sure that public housing paid their rent. They said nothing, and they said, uh, you know, be safe with the corona. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to be safe starving to death. People venture out to get what they need. Okay, we don't have a store. They haven't sent us any kind of relief, but that's all it said. Wow. Um, you know, one of the things that I find very interesting is that uh, one of the people that donated to, oh, for those that don't know, uh, 417 is the public oh, housing I'm sorry, office. 417 East Bed Street is the public housing office for Baltimore City. Wow. Oh, okay. So the other thing I wanted to just mention was that, um, you know, we had uh, one of the news stations covered this. And uh, because of that coverage, uh, the Secretary of Agriculture, who yes. works under Governor Larry Hogan, came out and personally donated food from his farm. Now, yes. what's even crazier about all this is I've been asking the media to put a call into the governor's office because, I, I, I mean, we, we heard it. People on our team heard uh, the housing authority stand there on your doorstep and threaten to evict you, which is a yes. stark, you know, which which literally violates the governor's order about that there shouldn't be any evictions during the coronavirus pandemic. And so now you're saying that there is a letter going around saying that you must pay your rent or you'll be evicted. Is that what it says? Yeah, the letter say you will be. You're gonna pay wow. your rent. Yes. Wow. That's what they saying. Your rent must be paid. You must, wow. you know, they want people to know there's no forgiveness. You must pay your rent. You understand? You know, so, yeah. go ahead. Well, I wanted to also, I wanted to just switch topics. I think that, you know, that's something that we, we might want to take to the governor's office because, you know, I, I don't understand how the housing authority of Baltimore is violating the rules uh, uh, like this. But, you know, they seem to keep doing it. You know, and the more we learn, you know, I think the more folks that listen to this show understand that there's two sets of rules for the coronavirus pandemic. There's what you could do if you're in a nice house in the suburbs, which is just stay home and get people to deliver food. And if you live in Baltimore City in the inner city, they won't even let you get food dropped off. You know, I mean, it's completely no, hypocritical. No, no. And, and we don't. We don't have any money for people to deliver. We can't pay somebody 15 to $20 to deliver us some food. Right. We don't have it. We don't have it. And and and, and most times they don't even want to deliver the food to us, right? Right. In the yep. first place, but uh, all except uh, the pizza places and the fast food, that's killing us anyway. Right. That's killing us, you know. Let's face it, I eat. I eat pizza and then and and degrees and stuff and stuff and it's unhealthy and yeah and I yeah. but people that's not fair to people 
that we should, you know, be down to things like this. This is just not fair to us. And so yeah. we ha- we have to stand up and fight back. And we, I'm saying to people that, you know, we need help. We're yeah. asking for support and help. We are asking for donations, we are, you know, um, and everything. But the main thing for us is that we need people to understand that poor people, homeless people are under attack in this state, in this in this city. Right. Well, um, I want to switch topics just for a second, if you could, uh, Reverend, because, um, mm-hmm. you know, you do a lot of prison outreach and you had some prisoners calling you. Can you just let the, the audience know a little bit about some of the conditions uh, and some of the worries that prisoners and the families of prisoners are fearing during this COVID-19 crisis? Yes, and we should be worried. And when I say we, because I have my grandsons that are in prison and up there in Western Maryland in a prison, okay? But we should be worried because they, they are not getting treatment. They are putting them in isolation and just leaving them there. Wow. Some of the prisoners not even getting a, a meal for the day or a drink of water. If other prisoners are trying to take care, the prisoners are trying to take care of each other. And the older prisoners are really, really, really not in good condition. And and there were people scheduled to be released or should have been released. And, and the governor has not did anything to relieve that situation. Even Marilyn Mosby has already, you know, sent him a list and asked that these people be released. Um, but the prisoners are being stuck in, 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 in solitary confinement that they use for punishment. They're now calling it isolation. And that's where they are putting them at. You know, they, they you know, they, um, you got people, prisoners that are making their own anything they can get out of a mask so they can walk around. And then sometimes they tell them that they can't cover their face. You know, they can't wow. cover themselves. So, yes, I think every individual that care about other human beings should be fighting against what's happening in our prison system. And as the uh, governor said, how many more letters? We should send him a mountain of letters. We should send him a mountain of letters. But more so than that, I think people have got to, we got to figure out a way that just get covered more the situation with the prisoners. And by the way, it is our children too young, the little young teenagers and younger that's that that that's locked up. That that they treating them the same way. They're treating our children and juvenile services the very same way. So we have to fight. We in a life and death struggle, brothers and sisters. We got to fight this. Well, um, I have some good news, Reverend. I don't know if you heard, because I know you've been working very hard this weekend, but mm-hmm. our uh, comrades over at uh, People's Power Assembly, uh, the Prison Solidarity Committee, did a car protest. You know, if you, if you have a car, can get into a car uh, yes. yesterday at one of the jails. And right, right after that, um, the governor announced that he's going to um, go ahead with a new plan to expedite the prison releases. I guess that sounds right. like what Marilyn Mosby was calling for, 
because she furnished a list. Uh, she's our uh, uh, state's attorney here. She furnished a list of uh, all the different um, of, of people that she wanted to see uh, expeditiously released. So I, I assuming that's going to be the same list. So that's yes. a, a, yes. a, a little bit of good news. Um, obviously, we, we hear from prisoners or you hear from prisoners, I should say, uh, and, my, and, my, and my comrades do from all over the state. And, you know, the good news in Baltimore uh, or with, you know, it, 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 needs to, it needs to be statewide. So, um, you know, we got to keep pushing for that. Yes. Yes. Well, but that's what I'm saying. We we got to, you know, the prison system, and especially for black, Hispanic and brown people, yep. uh, you know, it, it is very, very unfair to us in the first place. Because, you know, I know of cases where people shouldn't be there. And 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 they are still holding them um, because you know the judge or or the police officer has sent in some stuff. So we we have got to be able to fight back. We got to be able to fight back and help prisoners first. But right now we need to be calling for the release, a mass release of people out of the prison system. You know. Yes. We we have got to call for that. We, you know, some people got terrible charges, drug charges that is now everybody's smoking marijuana. Not everybody. I don't smoke it in a whole lot of <laughs> people I know don't smoke it, and and people doing it openly, and and you know, and and it's it, it's a disgrace that you got people doing twenty years for marijuana. You got people doing forty years, whatever. You right. got people, you know, this trumped up charges. You know, we done been through this thing with this uh, Baltimore City finest and how they had their own drug threats and uh, 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 gang. And, and I used to call them the gang in blue because that's what they did. They not only sold marijuana, they sold everything. And, 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 and they had talking the Talking about the police, like right? Yes. Yes, I'm talking about Baltimore City police. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, you know, we got that whole task force and all the stuff that they did and you know i know that they had even people killed so you know we we have got to we got to stand up and fight against stuff that's happening to our you know brothers and sisters going to prison and our young our children we got to stop this we got to stand up and fight we can't let them do exactly the stuff that's happening to us now we got to call a heart to that but right now we got to fight to get better conditions for the people that's in prison, that's not going to get out. We got to talk about health, health care for them. They got to get health treatment. These people are not getting any medication. Right. You cough, you sneeze, you go into solitary confinement. You go into solitary confinement. Right. You know, you sick, you go into solitary confinement. We got to stop that. We got to make them stop. That's terrible. Well, uh, I'm I'm glad that you brought this up. I really am because um, you know we're seeing prison riots, or, or should I say, uh, takeovers by prisoners throughout the country right now. Um, you know, because yeah, they got to do something. Right. You are back up against the wall. You're gonna die, swim, sink or swim. Right. Okay. So if I'm gonna sink, I'm gonna go down fighting. You know, I'm gonna go down fighting, and I, that's the way people feel. Yeah, that's why it's gonna be more riots going to be more takeover because you know they were one giving them decent health care in the first place and now no health care at all 
They were stealing their medicine, the blood pressure, and all other kind of medicine that's supposed to be given to prisoners. You know, that that's a disgrace. So people that are at the point of, you know, we in a wall. We in a wall. This thing has brought on a war against the have and the have not, against the rich and the poor, against the working class and the rich. And the one thing I see out of this is that the working class and the poor have joined both. And we are fighting because now everybody realize you poke. If you work, you poke. That's what I tell you. You ain't you you ain't rich enough to stop working. If some if is is somebody told me I uh, I don't have enough money because I can count it. I said okay. Well then I tell you what you pull is hell. You can count your money. <laughs> you can count your money. You pull. You know. See, it used to be they like to throw that mellow. That mellow ain't no mellow. Ain't no mellow. Mellow income people in the unemployment line. Mm-hmm. You got people crying all over the place. So see that I told them that. I told him, I, you know, but but this is what what's happening in this country and in Baltimore City is even worse because they was trying to purge the city of black people anyway. So blacks, we are under attack. Oh, they was trying to get us out. They was trying to close down all the public housing. I right. have to put this out there. They sent us a letter. Now, they got time to do that, but we can't get no food. But they sent us a letter. Do you need uh, uh, um 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 a handicap accessible? Are you? Do you need a shower? Do, uh, uh, handheld showers. Uh, what is your situation as a um, a senior? Is there a senior in your home? You know all that kind of stuff. Cause again, more and more they're trying to get rid of public housing. You think they're sending that out so they can get rid of y'all? Is that what you're saying? Of course it is. Okay. But they will. They got. They want an idea of how many people Douglas. I'm talking about now. Because they, you know, they want an idea of how many people, and you know, in Douglas will just fall when they say, oh, you have to go into um, a a building, a a private building. Because now, you know, all the senior buildings and mixed population buildings is privately owned. Uh, uh, None of that's public housing. You understand? You know, so they want to get an idea and they're asking people to fill out the letters. I've been getting calls from people. Well, what's this? What do I do with it? <laughs> what you supposed to do with it? Throw it in the trash. That's what I think. <laughs> Throw it in the trash. And you know, they know they 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 got they know who we are and they got all everybody records, okay? They got mm. everybody records. They got if, if you need a a, a handicap ramp or if you need 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 a low rise apartment they already know that. That's already in your record. They don't need you to fill that out. But then, then that way they'll have, oh, oh, she ready to go. He ready to go, you know, unless you want to move in those buildings and see those buildings. One thing about that, then once you're in the building, you're no longer a public housing. Did you know that? No. 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 You own rent substance. You're not a public housing. Hmm. You own a rent substance. And you had the discretion of the owner of that property. When they took over um, Latrobe, I mean Perkins, mm-hmm. n- all, none of those tenants will be public housing. That whole thing. That's why they're trying to get everybody out so they can refigurate it the way they want to and fix it the way they want to. And, you know, just like they did Flag House, they gave back all of those units 
and 35 development, 35 units came back. Can you give folks an idea, you know, because the Public Housing Authority has torn down public housing projects before, they're still doing it, and they always say, oh, you know, everyone's going to be rehoused, and then, you know, that <laughs> no, they never comes No, 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 no. They, the, the, first of all, they tell you, oh, you can come back. Then mm-hmm. when it's built, uh, are you in good standing? They make up the criteria for your good standing, how much money you make, how much this, how much that. Uh, that that's part of your good standings, okay? Mm-hmm. So if they tear down Douglas, like I said, we got 480 families. We got 200 and some. They count the seniors and the um, single units together, okay? So it's 200 and some of those, right? Mm-hmm. When they tear this thing down, when they tear down, finish Douglas, when they tear it down, um, they will probably give back, not give back, but rent, rent to HUD, to HUD about maybe 10, maybe 20 because we've been raising our units, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's all it is. And that'll be 10 or 20 people that they pick. And it don't have to be tenants that were lived here. It could be somebody else that they say, oh, well, you got to. You uh, making say a hundred thousand dollars a year, seventy five dollars a thousand, or fifty five thousand, something like that. So you qualify, okay? That's the trick. That's the trick, man. Wow. All the time. So we gotta be on our guards as public housing tenants to fight. That was my thing to get public housing to fight back. That is my thing to get them to fight. And do you? I mean, you know. Um... A lot of people being threatened with eviction, even though evictions are illegal. You know how how how's it going with the fight? How you know what do well, you think? Well, well, see now if you get evicted, that's an empty unit, right? Right. And there's no law say that they have to. Well, there's a law, but they not abiding by it, that they have to put people back in. And the thing is that they don't close down the application list too. You know that you can't even apply for public housing. That's so ridiculous. That's crazy. You understand? You yeah. can't even apply for public housing. They don't close down that application list. Right. So we still at at the discretion of we still at who they would house and why. We're not going to get housed. Right. You know, we, we're not going to. Now, if somebody like me, they would like for me to go somewhere in a senior building and shut my mouth up because they have <laughs> offered me several of them. Okay. Right. Oh, this nice place with the the pool and the exercise room and the this and the that and you know and this rest you have earned your rest. Well, they ain't God. They don't tell me what I earn. God is the one you know got me doing this work. So you know they don't tell me what I need or what I earn. He give me the strength to continue to fight because that's what he want me to do. But that's what they say to people. When is you gonna retire? I said when you. <laughs> When you gonna retire? My boss didn't tell me to retire. Now, I just, I'll, you know, we're we're coming up on a a a, a, a pretty, you know, close, get close to the end. Uh, I want to just ask you, you know, are there anything, you know, I mean, we've seen how um, the 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 Venezuelan government has been giving masks out to people for free. Mm-hmm. They got the army making masks there. We've seen. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, the government of China, you know, when you when you get sick, you, you hit a button on your phone and someone comes and brings you food. You don't Ooh. have to go out and get, you get the rest of the world sick. I mean, you know, yeah. are there any things like that that you like to see done here in the U.S.? You know, because yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of like we treat people like everyone has a car in the suburbs and we don't act like, you know, people don't have the money to get everything delivered over Uber Eats or something like that. Or people don't have, you know, when you're, when you're ill or you're elderly, you're not supposed to be going out. What are you supposed to do? Especially if you don't have a car and now they want everyone to wear masks. Well, how are people going to get masks? You know, how, you know, they, and they act like anyone could just take a mask and make a mask. I understand that, but I see people in Douglas homes with walkers, in wheelchairs, you know, people that could barely move, that are immobile, people that are, people you know, like, what, what, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, what's the situation there? You, you walk out of your house, you just get arrested? I mean, what are what, 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 that? I, 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 well, because of the new law that the governor made, of course you can get arrested if you ain't got a mask. You know, I see the poor homeless people taking the, they shirt and tied it around their face, anything. Um, but, um, uh, you know, we have got to do better. The governor wants something done in this state. The mayor wants something done in this city. Let the city give out masses. Let's get more testing sites in the city. You understand? Right. Not just talk about we're going to set them up. Now they're talking about opening up the state. And people ain't even, you know, some people never even got tested to get, and, and it's not still not well and still suffering. We can't get right. in the hospital. We I'm right here at John Hopkins. I you know, thank God I ain't gonna get sick, but they're not gonna take you. You got to be really out, laid out for them to take you, the paramedics and everything. You can't just walk in and say I'm sick. You understand? So they got the National Guard protecting the hospitals. What you know, these are the things that's happening people in. We we are really catching it as poor and working class people in this state and you know, right here in Maryland, we are really catching the hell. We need to demand that there be more testing sites. We need to be them demand that there be more giveaways of masses in this whole state. And especially in the city where the bulk of the poor people are in this state of Maryland. Baltimore City should have testing sites everywhere, all parts of the city, and should be giving out masses freely, openly. We can, you know, those, ain't no way those little paper things cost that much, that they cannot give them out or whatever they're made out of, you know, but, uh, uh, and teach people how to make masses to protect themselves. We can do that also. We can do that. And when it comes down to food, we have abundance of food, overabundance in this city in this state. I know. I dealt with. I'm dealing. We have this food. It should be given to the people. The housing authority should be right. dropping off boxes of food. But not only just in the housing authority uh, or in public housing. It should be all over this city. We should. They should be dropping off boxes of food to people who can't get out. Like I said, everybody don't have a car. Right. Everybody can't just sit in their car and pop the trunk open. Do they know how much gas costs, cars cost, the upkeep of cars? People don't have it. So we in, we we live in the richest state in the United States, and they treating us much worse than some of the poorest states are. So we have to fight back. 
You know, that's what I'm saying. I know that we're coming up on the end, and I want you to give out um, our um, website so that they can, if they want to donate, please, you know, give that out for me. But we got to fight. This is a fight. We in a war, brothers. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 such a, you know, I think that the class war continues, I think would be the best way to say it. Do you, do you have anything to say before we go, Reverend, about um, – I'm not. I'm not a fan of him. Uh, but Nick Mosby has been demanding the statistics from a racial breakdown on COVID nineteen, and I think we got the zip code breakdown, which shows that the West Side is getting pre- hit pretty hard with the virus. Do you Do you have anything to say about that? Are you surprised that most of the cases no, no, uh, seem to be in the Black no, West no, Side? No, because there's you know, in spite of what people think, there's more poverty in the West Side, mm-hmm. and, and you know, and 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 the large concentrations of blacks and minorities are in West Baltimore. And so they're not, that, that side of the city does not have nearly enough services. You understand? They look at the trash pickup and all the problems they had before then. So, you know, but uh, when Nick came up with, we want to know how many blacks versus the white. I want to know how many poor versus the rich. Mm. That's what I want to know. How can a whole football team get tested for Corona, but a poor person, one poor person can get tested? How mm. one working class person get tested? You understand? Those are the things that I'm fighting. Now, I know race is very, very important, and I know racism is live and well, but I know that we as blacks, poor blacks, poor whites, red people, black people, whatever, we got to stand together and fight this system. And if we do, we can change. Well, I think those are uh, inspiring words to uh, to end this on. We certainly must change it, and we will change it. Um, I'll throw out there the website where you can find out more about uh, Reverend Chambers' amazing work, and that's anniechambers.org, anniechambers.org. And you can find out everything that we need down there at Douglas Homes. Uh, you know, cleaning supplies, food, yeah. what kind of, you know, baby formula, different kinds of diapers. It's all right there. And if you have the ability to do so, you could drop it off. The address is there. And, uh, or you could get it mailed there. Or you can make a donation. You know, we do take cash donations. We just got a very generous donation recently from the Baltimore Teachers Union. We very much appreciate that. And you know what, um, uh, you know, uh, and now we got to send folks out uh, to the stores to round this stuff up. But it's a very important job. And uh, the volunteers that are out there every day making these pickups and drop-offs very much appreciate it. It really does keep us all going. So I want to thank everyone that's donated. And just for everyone that that's hearing this for the first time, head over to anniechambers.org and uh, find out more about what we're doing, uh, you know, for the for to provide mutual aid uh, during this COVID nineteen crisis because this is a it's always been a struggle. It's always been a class struggle, and the 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 COVID nineteen coronavirus has certainly just exasperated it. It's just really shown the way that things really are, and you know, uh, uh, working class and poor people are really just getting hammered out there, especially the poor especially the homeless. So the work that we're, you're doing, Reverend Chambers, is uh, absolutely amazing, very, very inspiring. 
and a lot of people are saying how much they appreciate it. So thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. Okay, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, everyone, uh, take care. Stay safe out there. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.